Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Birth and Baby Talk. As promised, we have a special guest today. Madeline, thank you for joining us. Um, if you have been following along, you know that this week we are talking about pelvic floor physiotherapy. Now, obviously, this is not a new topic for us. We have talked about this before. If you go far enough back, you can even go uh, along with me as a ride-along live uh, pelvic assessment uh, where I got that done for the first time. Um, if you want to sort of get a feeling for what it's like to be in that appointment. But we also know that not everybody wants to go into an office. Not everybody wants to see a pelvic floor physiotherapist in person. That doesn't mean pelvic floor physiotherapy isn't beneficial for that person. And as a doula, I am starting to see more and more people looking at pelvic floor physiotherapy earlier, and that means like prenatally, so before their baby is born. So that was a big part of why I wanted Madeline to come on the show today and talk to everybody about all of this, because Madeline is a pelvic floor physiotherapist. She's about to introduce herself, but she has a lot of knowledge about prenatal pelvic floor physiotherapy that I think is going to be hugely beneficial for everybody watching this. So Madeline, why don't you introduce yourself and then we can get started. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on the show. So as I mentioned, as you mentioned, my name is Madeline. I am a pelvic floor physio. I practice out of Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, because I'm not sure who's tuning in, but I'll just state that I'm in Canada. Um, and I practice online. I practice in person. I have programs. I, I have tried to cover all spectrums of access to pelvic floor information, exercise, pelvic health uh, to support, you know, both pre and postpartum. That's my that's my passion. It's uh, a sweet spot having gone through that entire process myself as a pelvic floor physio, going to a pelvic floor physio prenatally, seeing that postpartum recovery, and now, you know, several, several years of supporting individuals pre and post. So that's me. And that wrote that those sort of roots of access are super important because here in the GTA and, you know, in the cities that we have agencies in, pelvic floor physiotherapists are very easily accessible. There are many available. You can find a practitioner who sort of fits your feeling and what you're looking for in the style of practice. But that's not true everywhere. We know just generally in Canada, rural areas have a much harder at time accessing healthcare generally. Physiotherapy and pelvic floor physiotherapy is a big piece of that that is missing in some more rural areas. Um, and if you are joining us from outside of Ontario, you know, the same applies. The further you get out from urban centers, the harder it is to find specialists who do the thing that you are looking for them to do. And that is, you know, pelvic floor physiotherapy isn't new, but it's newer. And it's a newer idea for a lot of people to even think about that as a muscle that needs to be rehabilitated or strengthened or even really paid attention to. I mean, I have to admit before having a baby, I certainly didn't think about my pelvic floor on a regular basis. Uh, so, you know, it's really important. And, and I love that there are so many ways for people to access support through you because they don't have to be local. They don't have to be available to come into the office. You know, obviously there are some things we know that are a little bit easier in person, um, but there's lots that can be done 
not in person. And there, that can apply to people who just don't have the access. That can be true for people who are disabled and who don't have a lot of mobility outside the home at times. And that's also going to be really helpful for people who just aren't comfortable heading into mm. an office, whether that is due to COVID or due to the idea of having, you know, someone up in their business and mm. which is a perfectly legitimate reason to not want to do this. Um, but we really want, you know, people to benefit from the practice itself. You know, whether you are pregnant now, you were pregnant before, even probably just generally, I think a lot of people could tone and strengthen their pelvic floors, especially after a year of sitting in desk chairs um, instead of being in the office and walking to transit and, you know, all of that. So pelvic floor physiotherapy, you know, as we know, is not just for women. It is not just for people with a uterus and it's not just for people who have had a baby and it's not just for people who live in major urban centers. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So obviously having access is huge and you have made that access really available for people. Um, And I know that you had sort of mentioned to me that was a big part of the pandemic for you was shifting that model. Oh, absolutely. Well, of course, I mean, like the clinic shut down. Right. Well, we shut down for two weeks and then we were in emergency care. So most of, uh, I would say, you know, a lot of the criteria of what was considered an emergency didn't include prenatal and postnatal visits, unfortunately. So we had to make a really quick transition to virtual telehealth. And it's so interesting uh, that transition wasn't too challenging for me. As a practitioner who practices in the biosocial model, that means that I've done additional training on how to help people without even touching them. So so the idea of like all of a sudden not being able to touch a client and, you know, okay, well, what would I do and how would I do it? Uh, you know, there was a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a learning curve as it, as it relates to pelvic health. Initially, more just from the perspective of like, what would it look like logistically going through an assessment from a pelvic health perspective? But now that I've been doing it for two years, it's like, it feels like, yeah, I've just, this is what I like. It's just what I do. It's just a part of what I do. And it's literally pretty much everything I would go through with a client in person. The only difference is when I'm asking them to perform something. I'm waiting for them to give me feedback so that I know based on their feedback, like where I think they are at. And so it's so interesting because I would almost argue that doing pelvic floor physio virtually first is actually highly beneficial because it really requires the person to connect with themselves. Right. Even if they're not sure what's moving or how it's moving. The fact of the matter is they have to use their neurological connection, their mind-body connection, such that it fosters that, I call it body intelligence, right? You, You start to like learn how the subtleties of different sensations in your own body. And then certainly if you come in to see that pelvic floor physio in person, obviously the benefit is, hey, I get to like, really affirm that. Mm -hmm. But it's really surprising how often we really don't connect 
to the way our body moves, right? And you were saying like, I hadn't really thought about my pelvic floor. And oftentimes all as an example, especially when I'm teaching pelvic floor relaxation, people are like, I don't, it's such a hard kind of concept to connect to. And I'll be like, the next time you're on the toilet, notice what happens, right? Because we just sit down and we just do it without really being aware of what our pelvic floor actually does when we go pee, when we're done pee, because those muscles are reflexively working. They're releasing and contracting. And that's a great way just to even be like, what's a release feel like? And what's a contraction feel like in relation to toileting? And so, yeah, so I've divided, uh, you know, I've worked through, I have a lot of props that I use. I use a lot a of chicken. different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the rubber chicken. So for anybody who de- who hasn't followed the social media, Madeline and I did a live over on, was it your page or Ecophysio? We'll, we'll link it later. Yeah. In any case, Madeline has this fabulous rubber chicken prop that I got very excited about. And I was quite disappointed that as a doula, I don't get a rubber chicken prop. Um, but I found when I, because I did, so we'll sort of jump over. You have a program. You have yeah. a, a DIY, do it yourself at home, sort of intro to physio that is meant for prenatal. And before you and I sat down, I watched the series and I sat through and I, I looked at it all and I followed the lessons, you know, in some ways it's, I already know how it's supposed to feel because I've done pelvic floor physio. So it was, I could feel and I could think like I could listen to what you were saying and I could tell whether I was making the right moves or not, but I feel the props really beneficial. I mean, a rubber chicken sounds kind of funny, but in the Mm. context that you use it in, it is actually quite uh, helpful in terms of the visualizing and helping to make that mind body connection that you're talking about. Um, and so those props were really helpful and they were, you know, great teaching tools when I was going through it, even as somebody who, you know, is familiar with pelvic floor physiotherapy, but obviously isn't a specialist, you know, I was able to follow along. It was very accessible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, it's really helpful for me. Like I like to use different metaphors or different uh, visualizations because as the brain's trying to process that, right. It's, it is sending neurological messages, you know, to the end target, right. The pelvic floor. And so having the, you know, these visualizations can really help somebody try to make that deeper connection to the feeling, what what they're sensing, and how they're kind of trying to create that motion in the body. Uh, and so I use that, you know, props and visualizations all throughout the online DIY program. And yeah, you're right. It is a, it's, it's the foundations, right? Yeah. And, you know, pelvic floor physio, like, isn't always cheap. Like, if you're in the GTA, right, like, just one visit is, can be quite pricey, especially if you don't have insurance. And so the last thing you want to do is like utilize this person who has a passion for pelvic health to like kind of go over the anatomy mm-hmm. and the basics of posture and breathing, which are extremely important for setting up the foundations of more effective pelvic floor relaxation and more effective pelvic floor activation. You want to pay your physio for the strategy. Okay, I tried a couple things doesn't seem to be working the way, or I need some reassurance, or I need some extra tips and tricks, right? Then they're really, you're really getting their expertise. Yeah. Right. 
versus just like going over all of the foundational. So that was part of the motivation as well as like the things I repeat over and over and over and over again that I would love people to know before they came in to, to a physio so that we can use the time really effectively to make sure we're helping you reach your goal without having to do all the foundational things. So all of that is there. Yeah. Right. And then what to do with the exercises, the practices, both on relaxation, activation, perineal preparation, you know, low back pain, sacroiliac pain or pelvic girdle pain, what to do early postpartum and broken down into little snippets. Cause oftentimes you'll go to a physio and, you know, we give out sheets. Some of us have videos, but it's so nice to be able to go back and like, look at the video, look at the explanation deeper. You know, I say things differently, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes. And so having different ways to, to have an access point can be super beneficial Uh, And so that's why I thought, okay, DIY program is really great. Let's get all the foundational things out of the way. Let's make sure you have all the basics of like how to set up the exercises effectively, you know, and then if you need to see a pelvic floor physio prenatally, it might just be one visit versus to get through all of the information could take three, four, five visits. And then you might run out of insurance then, then there's nothing left for postpartum rehab. So, so it's, it's, it's offering something that is financially reasonable, that allows people to access the care that they need, the information that they need, that either they can access or from a cost-effective perspective, it, the DIY program is the cheapest way because you basically get everything from four or five visits condensed into nice modules that are easy to follow. Um, and then using your pelvic floor physio, you know, to just supplement and confirm and then progress any parts that may be lacking in achieving the goal. And so obviously the program that you have put together is focused on prenatal. So what is the difference? Because this is the question that I'm hearing more often as we're getting more and more recommendations from doctors and midwives, um, and even from us to think about doing this prenatally versus just waiting till, you know, baby is born. What's the biggest difference between prenatal and postpartum? Yeah, that's a really great question. So the way I think about it is getting the information, getting the connection, getting, um, the pelvic floor moving more ideally prenatally allows you to know what it feels like. It allows you to know what exercises to do because often those exercises that we're sort of working on in preparation are the exercises you can begin to slowly start in the early postpartum. So as a pelvic floor physio, I can't see you till you're six weeks postpartum. We have to wait for all the healing to happen and all of that. So if you haven't necessarily done it prenatally and you're not really sure what you're doing, there's that six-week window that you may not have the information about toy proper toileting to support your pelvic floor, um, different exercises you could be doing to essentially reconnect with the muscles, begin to, because using the muscles in a safe way also aids kind of the recovery, especially if there's been some tearing because that scar tissue needs a little bit of um, support to know exactly which way the um, which way the fibers are supposed to sort of line up. So the benefits are really that you are already connected. 
You can feel if there's something off that then you can ask your healthcare provider questions. Like I'm trying to feel this, but like it's something feels really weird or it's really off. So it gives you the opportunity to ask more questions, to advocate if something feels off, um, you know, how to take care of yourself down there in that early recovery phase. So, so that's the benefit is you kind of have that connection. You have the education, you have the information that sets you up for early use of the muscles in a safe way. Um, and then we can kind of take the rehab program from there once the healing process has happened. Yes. And as the doula who comes in after, I can tell anybody who's watching, you aren't going to want to watch these videos after you've had a baby. You are going to want to take those 10, uh, you know, 5, 10, 15 minute chunks to sleep or shower or eat. Um, so doing it before baby is born actually gives you the time to sort of process the information as well when you are not quite as sleep deprived as you will be once baby has arrived. I will also say, you know, as a doula who does primarily births, who works with a lot of people who uh, have opted for an epidural throughout the process of labor, having that sensation and knowing how to connect your pelvic floor is actually one of the biggest things that causes this delay people talk about. Everybody likes to, you know, in the sort of really crunchy world, people like to talk about how epidurals delay or elongate labor. I'm like, well, yeah, by about an average of 20 minutes, and it's the pushing phase that's stretched out. And that's because they have a harder time connecting to those muscles, because obviously, those signals are being somewhat blocked. So having had this prenatal preparation and this training those muscles and creating those connections, it's going to be easier for people to reconnect with that sensation when it is time to push, whether they've had an epidural or not, because their body and their brain have already started to make that communication happen. They're more used to it. This is where we talk about that mind-body connection, where we talk about those pathways that have been built and created and, and that foundation because then you can use it in times where maybe you wouldn't necessarily be feeling everything um, for various reasons. And so now you've got these tools that you've already worked on throughout your pregnancy. Now, Madeline, if someone wants to do, do this prenatally, and this is something you and I sort of chatted about, about where this fits into pregnancy, when do people need to look at doing this? When should they be starting? How much time do they need prior to you know, their due date? Yeah. So, you know, if you, so if you think about the program as having an appointment, right, you'd want to set yourself up with an appointment, right, to make sure that you're getting through the content. It's about, I would say, in and around two to three hours worth of videos. What I've done, because I've seen other programs where the videos are like 20 minutes long, and they show you all the exercises in one video, and then you're like, where was that exercise and having to scroll? I've actually split the videos into small little chunks where they're anywhere between two to three minutes labeled all the exercises. So that way, so, so the educational videos are less than 10 minutes. Um, like where we go into the, a lot of explanation they are around 10 minutes and that's like the education uh, piece and then the other foundational pieces are like two, three minutes. So it's really easy to be able to go back, see. And again, if you're not necessarily having pelvic girdle pain, you may not need to look at that whole module, right? So there are some modules that may not be needed or 
may not need as much attention. Uh, so it's totally reasonable. Like as if you were setting up an appointment with a pelvic floor physio, you'd probably do three, four visits. You probably, you could binge through fairly. I mean, you could do it in one day for sure. Like hundred <laughs> percent, you could take three hours and like get all through it. I recommend trying to take it in smaller chunks so you can kind of digest and practice a little bit, come back if you need to. But uh, so you know, there's no like too early to start, mm-hmm. right? There's no, well, I mean, I guess there is a point where it might be too late. Like if you're two days from your due date and you're trying to cram all that, in, that may not give you enough time to sort of practice and, and get that connection. But I would say, you know, second trimester, early third trimester, you know, great times to start looking at you know, kind of what's going on mm-hmm. down there, because that's when it starts to hit reality that like, <laughs> there's a baby and it needs to come out somehow. Right. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, obviously this has been amazing. Madeline, where can people find you? We, we sort of mentioned the clinic, but in terms of the program and your social, obviously we will link all of that below as well, but why don't you sort of give everybody the heads up of where they can go look for you? Absolutely. Well, you can, hopefully everybody sees my name typed below (laughs) because I have a very unique spelling. Nobody spells my name correctly. So be sure to you know, look at the link for the spelling or write down uh, because my Instagram handle is at Madeline Golick. Um, and so that's where I talk most of my pelvic health stuff. I mean, we have a clinic handle at Ecophysiotherapy, but that's more generalized, not as much, you know, not, not everybody because we're a multidisciplinary, clin- multidisciplinary clinic. Not everybody just wants to hear about pelvic floor. On that, in that context, I was like, I better do my own Instagram page where there's going to be more of that information. So I'm very, very active on Instagram, not so much on Facebook these days. My program is very uh, easy to find. The link is uh, ecophysio.com forward slash BBM. So it stands for the better birth method. So it's E-C-O-P-H-Y-S-I-O.com forward slash BBM. And all the details are there regarding the program. And those are probably the best places to find me and contact me. For sure. And then if anybody missed the announcement a few weeks back, Madeline also has a podcast that I was a guest on. So that is another place for people to just gather more of your wisdom and knowledge. And I know you cover a very wide range of topics on your podcast. It's not just pelvic floor physiotherapy. It's sort of a little bit of everything, you know, health-related. Self and health related uh, and fantastic resource for people who are just sort of looking for a broad spectrum of information. Um, and that is a better living. Yeah, living a better life. Living a better life. It was life. close. <laughs> it was close. It was totally close. And I mean, I do have an Instagram handle for the podcast as well at Living a Better Life Podcast. Uh, it streams everywhere that. Um, you know, you get podcasts and yeah, so it is more broad, but we do, I do have several, several, uh, podcasts related to birth and postpartum. And of course your podcast is there. So we encourage everybody to listen to your podcast because it was awesome. And yeah, so I, you know, 
I do a lot of things. You can find me. Like if you type my name into Google, you'll find things. There we go. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Madeline. It was fantastic to have you. And I'm sure we will chat with you again. Indeed. I hope so. All right. Take care, everybody.